You're listening to DraftKings Network. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Stugatz. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? We got a big show in store for uh, for the audience today, huh? Do we? I don't know. You tell me. You're the producer. <laughs> we uh, we got a couple guests on this week's episode, which has we been did. a thing. How do you feel about that? Maybe we should talk this out, you and I. Because okay. last season, uh, up until Super Bowl week, we didn't really have many guests. It was just kind of straightforward. Meat and potatoes. We had Mike Golick. We had Chris Sims. And then we picked some games with Mojo and Chris and K-Funk and Jabba uh, and whoever it is that they brought along. But I mean, Billy, is- occasionally we would have an Andy. We'd sprinkle in an Andy Reid here yeah, and yeah. there, you know. Right. We'd have, you know, our we, we would leverage our relationships and get people for, you know, mainly Mike Golick most of the yes, time, right? And poor good. Frank Wright came on and he thought that it was going to be, we thought he was going to make the playoffs the week that he came on and then, did didn't go that way at all. I don't, I don't think he's, don't think he's won a game. Seat. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's won a game since he was on Godless Football. Poor guy. Anyway, <laughs> so what were you? What What do you want to talk out here? What are we talking out? Are we having too many guests on? Is that what you're thinking? No, I'm asking. I don't know how you feel about the guests because we have a guest list this week. We have Tim Tebow is going to be on with us. We have Aaron Rodgers on with us, and Dan Levitard will be joining us as well. And and. We tracked on Mike Golick this week, so we're going to have a nice little chat with Mike Golick Sr. It's going to be a fun episode, I think. When you said greatest of all time, I thought you were going towards Kurt Angle, who's also going to join oh, us. Oh, I forgot about Kurt. <laughs> what are you doing? And Gordy. And Gord Gronkowski. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's a lot episode. of guests. It only took us booking Aaron Rodgers to get Levitard to make an appearance on the show. That little thing. You think he's going to ruin the show? Then? I was just going to. How do you think that's going to go? <laughs> I hope it doesn't go poorly. <laughs> this could be the last time we speak to Aaron ever. If it goes poorly, you're not going to get a hug next year. Tahoe. Oh, my God. No, I, I think I'm uh, I think I'll continue to get hugs, man. But we have a few things that we have. To, you and I uh, need to angle for when Aaron comes on. We'll we'll tell the audience about that as we move on. Okay. Uh, what are we doing with DraftKings? How'd you do in the contest last week, Bill? Did you uh, <sighs> did you place in the money or what? No. Last time it was crazy, okay? Because you basically needed to have Lamar Jackson, Tua, Jalen Waddle, or Tyreek Hill on your team. And if you didn't have any of those, you weren't going to win. And you needed a combination of like three of those to win. Like the scores were outrageous last week. But guess what, Stugatz? What, Bill? This week is a new week. So none of that matters. Just go to dkng.co slash levitard and you can compete against us. $3 buy-in. Split the pot. You know, depending on where it is that you finish is how much you'll win. And it's uh, it's like 600 people again this week. So get in because we sold out last week pretty early. So if you want to compete against us, you got to do it early this week. Uh, that's why uh, Daily Fantasy and DraftKings is such a great idea. I have Waddle and Lamar Jackson on my season-long fantasy team. So I'm off to a very good start. But as you just pointed out, every week's a new week on DraftKings. So yeah. that's that's the beauty. You too could have Lamar Jackson and Jalen Waddle uh, on your team. Every single week. Uh, Billy, all that stuff. I'm looking forward to all of it. But there is nothing that I am looking forward to more on this episode of God Bless Football than Billy Gill head to head, mano y mano with our friend Chris Sims. You are oh, going to have a field day. I mean, and you're wearing your Tua jersey. Look at you. Don't tell people that I need <laughs> to return it still. It doesn't fit. <laughs> Not supposed to be wearing this. 
Are you excited? Because I have no doubt that through three quarters, Sims was laughing at you and you had the last laugh, my friend, because the fourth quarter is the greatest quarter a quarterback has ever had in the history of the league. I almost feel bad for him because I know that I'm not the only one. I know that he's probably like getting all kinds of people in his mentions when that was going on. So I kind of feel bad. Yeah. Do you think he was thinking about us as all at all? Do you think he was rooting against two in the fourth quarter? Yes. He hates you. <laughs> Where do you want to go first here? You have so many options. You have Sims. You have Mike Golick. You have Mojo with Kurt Angle. What a ridiculous show we do every week. You have Aaron Rodgers. You have Tim Tebow. Uh, you have, uh, you tell me, Billy. You have Stu Gods. I'm on fire right now. <laughs> on fire. Okay. Where do you want to go first, Billy? Let's start with Golick this week. Oh, I like that. And you're going to put Aaron Rodgers last, of course, right? No. <laughs> I mean, the big buildup is the Kurt Angle, isn't it? You're right. <laughs> no, it's you and Sims. Oh, yeah. We'll figure it out along the way. Here's our buddy, Mike Golick Sr. I've missed you, Mike. We haven't talked to you that much this season. I know. Season. You know, it's, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. It's going to it's gonna ease up during the week, and I'll be able to be uh, more part of this because I, I love this. I love God Bless Football, so... We I want to always, yes. always make time for this and, and be involved, especially when you're interviewing like real coaches and stuff. I, either me or my son, Mike, again, like I said, need huh. to be involved so you don't well, screw you, up relationships. Uh, we'll get to your golf cart in a second. I know Mikey A wants to talk about the Jets. Mikey, well, let's start there. <laughs> we haven't spoken since the Jets won. <laughs> Mike, usually that happens to the Jets. The Jets don't do that to other teams, uh, yet they pulled out an amazing victory. So, Mikey A, let's start right there with the Jets because I have a, a little game I like to call what if because Zach Wilson is due back in two weeks. Now, the right. Jets are one and one. And so I will ask you, and Mikey, I will start with you. What if Joe Flacco wins the next two games and is three and one and Zach Wilson is set to return? Do you stick with Joe Flacco or do you go with Zach Wilson? You know how much I dislike the play of Zach Wilson. You know this. Yes. I go to Zach Wilson. Wow. I go to Zach Wilson so that I have a reason to draft somebody else next year. Uh, Mike, what do you do in that spot? Because in the locker room, well, what do you think the players would want? Like, hey, we've won three straight with Joe. He's won a Super Bowl. He's playing well. Zach Wilson's set to return. I'm interested, Mike, from a player standpoint, what do you think those players would want? Players want the guy in the field who's winning him games right now, and that would be Flacco. They're going to put – uh, Wilson back in but at least you know you have Flacco there if he gets hurt again or if he's struggling and I always look at everything from a former player standpoint I remember when um, a Randall Cunningham got hurt uh, the year he got hurt and then we brought Jim McMahon in and McMahon was playing well for us at times and people would come down to the defensive side and say who do you guys want in there I said I want in there who's ever taking the team down and putting it in the end zone I don't give a shit who it is I don't care but I don't think the Jets are going to do that and we better be careful if Robert Sala is going to go back to Zach and we're saying we want Flacco in there because then he's going to take receipts on us and right. he's going to hold those receipts <laughs> right. and be really mad at us. I mean, well, Stu, you say go stay with Flacco, right? Oh, you have to stay with Flacco. If yeah. they're three and one and Joe's still playing well, you have to yeah. stay right there. Completely I, I don't want Zach Wilson coming back after not playing football for six weeks. Yeah. And the first game he has to play is a monster divisional game against the Dolphins. I don't want it. Yeah, that, that's not the game you want kicking the rust off of a young quarterback who's coming off an injury last year as well. So, yeah, yeah no. Which team have you seen so far that's fool's gold? Which team have you seen that everybody's singing their praises, but you think, nah, this isn't going to last? Well, I mean, are we singing the Giants' praises? Because I, I just, I'm not, I, I can't hang with that. 
uh, them being two and all. I am happy Saquon's playing well because I always because the one thing you can never predict in sports is injury, and this guy obviously went through it. But to be able to work yourself back and come back and 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 star up again uh, has been pretty impressive. But I'm I'm kind of not buying into that two and zero record. Uh, I think eventually that will catch them. But again, give them credit for what they're doing now. But if you're asking me by the end of the season, am I, think I buy, most people buying would into say that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not buying into them. I'm still amazed. Now, this is a team I didn't expect much out of anyway. Does Do they not know that Christy McCaffrey is healthy? I mean, I, they're not using him as much as I thought they would be using him in Carolina, which is a little surprising to me. Um, I'm sure a lot of very surprising to fantasy players as well. But he's uh, always injured, though, Mike. So maybe they're just trying to limit, you know, the amount of carries to to keep. Man, him I mean, you know what? Matt Rule is playing for his job. He Matt really Rule, is. Matt yeah. Rule is a guy that's that's early. Well, Nebraska would love to have him. I'm sure. Oh. Yeah, how about it? Huh? If they if they don't get Urban Meyer, right? <laughs> how wild is that, by the way, Mike? That Urban Meyer might be back after just one year off. Well, it, it, it not shocking me that a college would want him. He's, he's done in the pros. He'll never coach in the NFL again. But there's no doubt a college will want him because you're dealing with a different type of player, 18 to 22-year-olds, uh, as opposed to professional athletes, which Urban proved he, he'd struggled to do. Um, so, yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me with the success he's had in college that teams will go after him again without question, and but- they'll pay him a ton. He's not even doing the like the pretend rehab of his image though, where you like you start out a little school and then oh wow, we won the Sun Belt Conference and I'm back right away. He doesn't have to. That's yeah. you know what? That's between him and his wife. Now, you know, he'll go through that. Like if you're in the NFL and you're going and talking to a free agent, they don't give a shit what you're doing. But you go into an eighteen year old's home and talk to his parents, they might be a little more concerned with, you know, some of your actions. Maybe some won't. Maybe some parents will just be, you know, what all we care about is the football part of this, and you win on the field, uh, in college, that is. So we're cool with it. Uh, but he would, I think he would get more questions from college, you know, recruit parents than anything in the NFL. But to Billy's point, like usually the normal rehab circuit is like go to U- UCF or go to like North Dakota State. Work your way back to like a Nebraska, not him. Ohio. No, you don't no, have not to. him. He's too good. Yeah, I mean, it's unseemly listen. and gross, Mike. Oh, I, no, listen, I agree. I, I, I agree with you. But at the end of the day, listen, how many people yelled at Cleveland when they signed Kareem Hunt when they knew he was suspended for eight games? And now, obviously, Deshaun Watson. It just feels awful. Yet, man, that's the pros, and that's what you do. And we know college is pretty close to the pros now. And yeah. Urban Meyer wins. And the bottom line, listen, as we talk about with Marcus Freeman, Great, great guy, great recruiter. Uh, everybody loves him. But even he knows, I got to win. Well, the crazy thing about Nebraska is Nebraska has to do something like that, right? Because yes. they're not that much ahead of UCF at this point when it comes to coaches. Right. Com- completely agree. And I feel bad for Scott Frost because, I mean, you think about it, you played there, you got to coach there. That's obviously your dream. You know, that's what you and, – and it couldn't have been more awful. I mean, what – what a shame uh, it was for him. But, yeah, I mean, that's the type of place that needs to bring in that says our level of play is shitty right now. We need to bring in a heavy hitter, and, and Urban is big-time heavy hitter. Uh, Mike, if a team not named Georgia, Alabama, or Ohio State were to win the national championship this year, the team you think that would be is who? Oh, my God. Um... I, I would say USC for me personally because I think that quarterback's so good. They and the receivers, man. Yes. I mean, change of coach, change of system, change of quarterback. Still great athletes there. 
Clemson worries me a little bit yeah. at the quarterback position, but let me tell you what. Clemson's defense, it well, the way I talked about Georgia's defense last year, and I don't know if Clemson's at that level, but their defense is unreal. So they're going to be in every game because of that. Uh, even when you go up against a great offense, like I think Ohio State's offense will be peaking at the right time. Certainly Georgia's offense. Bama's offense has been struggling. Listen, yeah. what, so we're three weeks in. The way Bama's playing right now, the last couple of games, would anybody be shocked if they don't win the title this year? I won't. I mean, all you can do is go off what you see right now, and what you see right now is is not like, oh, God, you know, there's Bama again, which I'm sure Saban is loving to feed that to his players. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, USC, USC is making me worry about the USC-Notre Dame game down the road. <laughs> I'll tell you that much, the way they're scoring. I mean, you should be worried about Cal and all the other teams you face, too. I mean, yeah, whatever. Fun. Whatever, okay. Stu. I mean, you're one and two. Jeez. Marcus will never be coming on your show again. All I have to do is give him the you word. Mean, well, okay? he did invite us to go visit the stadium when we were there and go touch yep. the sign. Let me just say, he did that to be nice. Oh. Because he texted me a couple of days ago and said, make sure Billy Stugatz, if they ever come here, uh, that uh, you know I'm going to change oh. my number. Well, oh. I'm glad you bring that up. Phone? Stugatz yeah. was saying that he is going up to Notre Dame for a lacrosse game that his daughter will be playing in. Yes. And then yes. he's going to be going to, I believe, the Notre Dame-Clemson game yes. uh, the following day. Yep. And hinted at the fact that he would be staying with you at your house for yeah, this. Yeah, he hinted wrong. He will not be. Jess, <laughs> uh, Jess is staying. At, Jess and her boyfriend are staying at my house. Really? Um, you met her boyfriend before? I mean, uh, I have not. I have mm. not, but but it's Jess. I love Nothing Jess. to write home how, how about. Could she, how yeah, could she exactly. not have a, a good boyfriend? You'd rather have me there. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. No, you know what? No room at the inn, man. That's, <laughs> wow. that's a tough call. Tough call. Well, I, I, I should be go. lashing out at her boyfriend. He's a very nice yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say, man, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of me. When you say there's no room at the inn, is there actually yeah. no room at the inn, or is there just no unwanted guests at the inn? So let me say this. There's no room for Stu in the inn. Ah, got it. How about that? How about <laughs> that? Stu Billy? definitely has the air of somebody who wants Golik's bed. Like, I'll yeah, just take the master. I, you guys got it. Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> How'd you know, Mike? <laughs> what if Billy travels with me? Is he yeah. welcome at the inn? Like, how does that Possibly. work? Billy? Oh, yeah, Billy. Can stay. Oh, thanks, well, Mike. Yeah, I ate a piece of paper on national TV you did. when I was filling it for greedy one day. <laughs> you did, you and you what? said if I eat this piece of paper, I'll become a member of the family. Hmm. I'm not going to let a family member stay at the inn. I have to keep you at bay just for all these coaches <laughs> that you get, so you don't treat them wrong. Yeah, you know, right. I have to let you know there are consequences. Yeah, to not treat it that when I have to go talk to these guys and answer them. So mm-hmm. you know what, and and Stu, listen. You're riding a high right now. You're big time right now. Every now and then, you know, th- th- you need to be tapped down. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? What are you more likely to do? Let him stay at your house or let him drive your golf cart? Oh, oh boy. No, I'd let him drive my golf cart. Oh, thank you, Mike. Sure. But, but yeah. Driving you around, though. Right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, you'll let anybody drive that thing these days. <laughs> yeah. That was bullshit, man. Well, go ahead. Tell the story. Mike lost his golf cart. <laughs> I didn't lose it. It was stolen. I, so from our golf tournament that we had, um, two guys spent money at the auction, and, and the, the, the prize was you sit with Chris and I at the game. You do a locker room tour, a tour of the indoor facility, go on the field before the game, pregame down there, and then sit up with us. And they, they were great guys. Vic and Andrew were their names. Very nice guys. So because we went on, on the field at, in pregame, I had to park by the north gate where you walk down the tunnel to go on the field. And then I just left it there. And it was by other golf carts. 
So Chris, my wife, left the game early to go free the dogs up. So after the game, me and the two guys went down, and we walked to where our cart was because I was going to take them to the linebacker or over to the bar there. And sure enough, my shit's gone. And those guys being there helped me not lose my ever-loving mind. Right. You know, I had to kind of stay Just their presence, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't right. be a dick. You know, I had to act like, oh, you know, it's okay. You know, we'll take care of it later. And so I walked them to where the linebacker was, let them go, and then was just cursing the whole way home. A, because my golf cart was stolen, and B, I had to walk, which was yeah. unbelievably inconvenient. So I got home, and, my, and Chris said, let's take our bikes, both each on a bike, and we'll go over to Grace Hall, which is where Notre Dame security is, and we'll fill out a report. I have a sticker on it so they could, you know, blah, blah, blah. So as we're riding our bikes over there, we went, we're on the other side of the stadium. There it was. And that's what we figured. Somebody was kind of joyriding it around. Uh, and then they just left it. So I never even had to go to security. I found it probably nice. within 200 yards of where I had originally parked it, hmm. which really made me Are go, Are you what? sure you exactly? Didn't park it? Right. I, you know what? Yeah. Chris said the same thing. All you yeah, can everybody my seems ass, to think this right? is what happened. All you can kiss my ass. My faculties are right where they need to be. The golf cart was not where I originally parked. You take a picture of the spot you parked in, Mike. Yeah. I mean, something. I mean, pin it or something. I, you know what? I hate all of you. Bottom line is, I got it back. As I said, I love that golf cart more than my kids. So getting it back was, uh, was key. Oh, yeah. Uh, Billy, were you invited to the uh, golf tournament? Mikey, were you invited? Anyone? No, I, I would have liked to place you know, so, bid on that, but we weren't. So invited. here's the thing about that. It was our first one, mm -hmm. and we wanted to make sure that it was good enough to have you guys there. Oh, so, so the nice. first year was kind of, let's see how well it goes, and it went incredibly well. Great. So now you guys will get the invite next year. Wow. Excellent. Right. How about that? Well, how about that answer? Not to waste our time. That was very oh, yeah. well done yeah. by you. Mm -hmm. well, was yeah. Smetty invited or like what happened? Yes, yeah, she was invited she was. because <laughs> – now, I, her parents Jesus. live in Chicago. She's stolen and, you from me. I mean, God. But her parents live in Chicago, and she was going to be out there. It's an hour and a half drive down, and she's my partner, man. Yeah. Right. And she bought me baked cookies. Wow. Any of you guys going to bring me baked cookies? No. Well, no. I don't know what weekend it is, but I know that your house is probably going to be very busy that weekend, so I'd like to just go ahead and RSVP now so that there's still space in the inn, if that's you all right. You mean for the golf tournament? Yeah, yeah. Your golf tournament, you got no shot. Oh. <laughs> the amount of people in for that that were staying at our house is absurd. Absurd. Uncle Bob is Bob staying there? Uh, Bob. Bob actually, he he replied too late. He replied. <gasps> you don't. Too late. You didn't let your own brother stay at your I house. I told him. No, no, no. He. I sent him many texts. Bob, are you coming? Bob, are you coming? Bob. Are, right. I was going to get him a, a room at the at the Morris Inn. Right. And Bob, and never heard from him. Never heard from him. Day yeah. before. Classic Bob. Did, Day before he decides he's going to show up, and I'm like, dude, man, I, shit's full, you know. I, but That's he came bullshit, and he found Mike. a place. You know what? Yeah. You know, you don't rush a guy like Bob. Yeah. Like Bob decides on his own time. No, Bob. I rush a guy like Bob. I rush him. So. Well, we'll be there. Consider yeah, it right. an RSVP. So, Mike, where should I stay? Like, are there hotels around? I will, what am I yes. Doing? Actually, you you got you would be a VIP, so we have a hotel for you. Wow. wow. But how about for the Clemson game coming up? And you and yeah. I oh, the Clemson the game. You yeah. really don't have a place to stay. No, well, I, I, you're saying no, so I have to, like, am I going to, is it too late? Am I going to find a room around there? Oh, no, you're not going to find a room. Don't no. book, oh. don't book, Stugat, don't book. So he won't put you out on the or street. Or to make don't him feel book. bad, right? How about oh, the backyard, Mike? I mean, Ooh, right after, camping in a tent. Me and Billy right. can camp out in your backyard. I'd love right to do that. This, and Mikey, A. Right after this, I'm going to have to go talk to my <laughs> You wife. and Christine could camp out in the yard, and Stugats <laughs> could take the master. Oh, my God.
Where are you working this weekend? You got the Sunday night game, uh, yes, the NFL I, game? Su- Sunday night game, San Fran, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, nice. against Denver. So uh, good game. Both those teams really working for something. Obviously, one of the AFC West, one, obviously one of the NFC West. But uh, I'll be interested now that it's Garoppolo's team again, proven winner there, see, uh, see if he can uh, take charge and get this team uh, going. Incredible perks in his contract, huh? 250K for every start that he gets over 25% of the snaps, 100K for every win. Isn't it unreal? I mean, you're out there just cha-chinging while you're playing. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And they're booing Russell Wilson already. It's incredible. Yeah, (laughs) that didn't take long. Well, he had a horrible game last week. But yeah, they don't care if you're going to be a Hall of Famer. They don't give a shit. They want to win now. All right, Mike. Well, uh, God bless golf carts. God bless golf carts. God bless football. (laughs) We love you, Mike. See you. We have a a legend here on uh, God Bless Football. Tim is with us on behalf of Allstate, AFCA, Good Works team. What are you doing with Allstate, Tim? Tell the people about it. Well, it's it's something I had the honor of being a part of my senior year in college, and now I get to be an ambassador for the Good Works team. The Good Works team is is about 22 young athletes and honorary coach that aren't getting celebrated for what they do on the field. They're getting celebrated for who they are and all the people they help off of the field. And, I mean, they're making massive differences. It's just – it's so cool. Anders Carlson in the Dominican Republic, Caleb Williams from USC, all around the West Coast with his anti-bullying stuff, you know. Um, Dylan Gibbons from FSU, and you know it's got to be doing something good if I'm talking about FSU, you know. His <laughs> big man campaign there, he's raised, I think he's raised maybe $205,000 for kids with leukemia and Down syndrome there. I mean, it's just so cool. So all these 22 of these athletes and Coach Stoops at Kentucky's honorary coach, what they're doing is just incredible, and I'm grateful to Allstate and Go to Works team for letting me get a chance to, you know, to talk about it because you know there's a lot of awards, championships, and trophies for how people compete on a field, on a court, on a diamond, but very few for the type of people they are off the field. And these 22 are pretty amazing. Tebow, what are you doing here? Because you're praising Kentucky, who beat the Gators. You're praising Florida State. What is happening here? It's crazy, right? I I, I know, but I guess there are a few things more important than a game. Maybe just, <laughs> no. maybe just a couple. I mean, what, what next? Am I going to talk about some Georgia players? I mean, what... <laughs> uh, how about Anthony Richardson, your quarterback, University of Florida? He was a guy that a lot of people wanted to play quarterback last year. He didn't get that many opportunities he is now the guy at florida and the upside tim is ridiculous it is ridiculous i'm not sure if you guys have seen him from the off-season video of him running and jumping from the free throw line and no you guys need to need to check it out he literally runs and jumps from the free throw line like jordan and dunks it it is like the jump man it's crazy i mean ar is one of the most talented guys and i don't mean just quarterbacks i mean guys in the country it's crazy he's 325 clean and he doesn't necessarily even lift all the time because you know trying to stay healthy he's a legit low 4-4 sprinter been clocked at 22 miles an hour can throw it close to 80 you know and i just think one of the 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 important things for ar is you just gotta i think you gotta try to minimize some of the lows in the game and then i think he's gotta be able to take over a little bit more early in the game with his ability to run and make plays. And um, I just think he's just so gifted, but I think, you know, at times there's decision-making and at times you just, you gotta know that you're gifted more so than everybody else and use that to take over the game. And, And that's what I would encourage him to do. Tim, I know you can't say it, but I'm wondering if you thought it and maybe you just give us like a little hint. You ever see AR and think, 
did you have to do it in number 15? Like, couldn't 15 be my thing? No. So I actually, one of her, he he came in early a few years ago in January and I was uh, on campus and I got to go work out with him and throw with him and Trask and Pitts and everything and work with some of those guys. And I literally walk over to Dan afterwards in, in the football facility and I go, Dan, this dude, this is a joke. Like, it's, it's crazy. And he was like, I know, right? And he's just continued to develop and, and grow. And I think he's still got some developing to do, but his, his ceiling is absolutely off of the charts. And, you know, he started with a different number. I think he started with two and now he's in 15, but I love it. Rocket man. No, you know? no. And I got to see him the other, uh, <laughs> and, you know, hang out with them the other day. And, you know, he was like, I got, I'm gonna rep it for you, man. And I was like, I appreciate it. You know, but let's just go get some dubs, all right? You know, and, uh, he, he's a good he, he's a good kid. He's so easy to root for. But I'm thinking now because like they should have retired your number earlier, right? Yes, because now yeah. what happens if people start associating number 15 with him? Obviously, you'll be happy for him. But I'm trying to think. It's too late on that. You have the O Dome up there in Gainesville. What if they just renamed that the Tebow Dome to honor you instead? I like it. They should, Tim. Yeah. He did a lot for that. They school. messed really up did. already yeah. on the 15th thing. Yep. I think Tebow Dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know like about it. that, the, but the, the I even like the old dome. It sounds better than the Tebow dome. Okay? No, the it doesn't. The T dome. <laughs> hey, but you guys have no idea how awesome it was when we were in school and we had finished our season, and then Joe Kim Noah, Al Horford, Corey Brewer would be rocking the O dome, and we'd go over, and a bunch of us, me, the Pounces, Hernandez, everybody would go over there and and watch the basketball game. And all of a sudden, you would have these guys that were awesome. And by the way, do y'all remember when they went back to back too? That was a fun time at Florida. Yeah, why is so he such a good guy? Basketball, yeah. You can't have the basketball. You can't have know, the basketball arena named after a football guy. Yeah, why not? I mean, you're too nice. You know that. Yeah. I mean, you really are. I mean, when's the last time you were mad? Yeah, exact. Great question. Last time you yelled at someone. Oh, I get upset. I mean, y'all can forget. Y'all got to pull up some footage of me playing Georgia or FSU, all right? We get mad. It's just yeah. in, hopefully in its right spots, you know? Do you get mad at the match? You think, oh, my God, if I would have hung on for, like, one more year, I could have been part of this playoff run. Oh, I'm so happy for him, dude. Those are a bunch of guys that I, nice. I got to play with. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, a, I'm such a Mets fan. Jeff, Pete, Jacob, like, all those guys. I mean, they're, they're you know, awesome guys I got to play with, and – you know, it's so much fun. So I'm I'm a I'm such a huge Mets fan. Mikey A, it just dawned on me he might be a Mets and Jets fan, just like me and you. <laughs> There's another one out there. <laughs> He's not tortured hey, enough. The Mets, the Mets kept me around longer than the Jets did, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Tim Tebow with us on behalf of Allstate. We'll get to that again here in just a second. Always doing great work. Uh, Nebraska fans were chanting. Urban Meyer's name. You played for Urban. Do you think yeah. Urban Meyer's going to get a job either at Nebraska or elsewhere in college football? Do I think he'll get offered? Yes. Do you think uh, he should be offered? I think he will get offered. Okay. Uh, I think if you're trying to to rebuild a program, I think he's someone that is he knows what to do. I think when you think about Nebraska, I, I think it's such a underrated opportunity. And a lot of people just don't remember the dominance Nebraska used to have. And I had the opportunity to do some events with Coach Osborne in Nebraska a few years ago. The outpouring of love by Cornhusker fans. And it's not just there in, you know, in 
Nebraska. It's all over the country. I think it's a great job. I think they want to be great. I think their fans will support them. I think now with the NIL, it's better of a chance that they had in the last 20 years to get back to the top. And so I think it's a great job. And, um, you know, I think they want to be great again. And you have a massive fan base. I think they can raise money there. And I think they can, I think it can be pretty good. Uh, do you think he should be hired, though, Tim? I mean, if you're trying I know it's a tricky question. And I, you, a, know, are you trying to say as a head coach or what some of the stuff from the. Yeah, just some of the stuff from whatever happened in Jacksonville, the way he left Ohio State. I think there's a lot of people who would object to, to Urban Meyer getting another opportunity. So I'm wondering if you if you're one of those people. Well, I'm, I'm someone that, you know, I believe that, you know, when it when things aren't done right, I believe that, you know, there should be consequences. But I'm also a believer in forgiveness and um, second chances. And, you know, I think that, you know, it's such a, a hard, deep. It's um, a tricky one. I know. Into, yeah. into a lot of ins and outs of, of that. Right. But I think, you know, Coach Meyer is someone that, you know, could give a, a massive spark to a program. And I think he's done it. You've seen it do it many times. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, I know that I, I, I think there's going to be a lot of schools that will reach out to him. Yep. Last one. More likely for Tim Debo to do become a professional coach. And I think he'd be great at both of them or run for president. <laughs> hey, I listen. This is one of these, these questions that whatever you say, nothing is right. You know. Um, but which one? <laughs> I think I'm so. I think I'm so so far from either. And it's not that I don't love coaching. I love coaching, and I've You'd had some great. really exciting yeah. opportunities um, to do that. It's just if I got into coaching, as you all know, it's so much more than a full time job. You know, and I would have to give up so many thing, other things that I love and that I feel so called to, like what we're doing at the foundation and now in over 70 countries that I just would have to put that on the back burner. It's not something I would be willing to do. And, you know, politics is also a, a very tricky game. And um, I just think that um, if I had to answer, I'd say probably more likely the, the coaching thing, but right. not very likely. Okay. Well, that's fair. At least you gave us an answer there. Uh, on the way out here, what are you doing again with Allstate? Tell the people he's doing great things here. He's doing great things in general, but tell us what you're doing with Allstate, Tim. Uh, celebrating the Good Works team. These 22 young men that are that are serving, helping, caring for people all over the world and Coach Stoops as the honorary coach and getting to celebrate those guys and, and you know, ultimately, you know, being part of this award and celebration for what they're doing off the field because so many times we just make it about who people are and what they do on the field rather than who they are and what they do off of the field, which ultimately it is more important and it's important that we celebrate that. All right, and visit ESPN.com slash Allstate to learn more about the players' accomplishments and to vote. Uh, Tim, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much. You're too nice. You really are. Appreciate you guys, man. Y'all go have some fun, all right? All right, man. You got my vote if you do run, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) See you guys. (laughs) See you, man. It is time for this week's edition of Stu You Got on a week four in the college football season and week number three. In the NFL, all lines courtesy of our friends over at DraftKings and Stu Yagats is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code Stu for a special offer when you sign up. That's code Stu only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm on fire. You know it. I know it. That's it. One word. Fire. Uh, let's start with college. Last week, I was 5-1. I am 9-4 on the season let's go to lawrence kansas kansas i'm a big believer they're taking on duke 
It feels like a basketball game. I'm going to take Bill Self and the Jayhawks. Minus seven and a half at home over Duke. Kansas wins by 14 points. We go to Tennessee. The Gators. The Vols. A classic SEC matchup in college football. Florida getting ten and a half points. Ten and a half. They're plus ten and a half at Tennessee. I'll take the Gators. Tennessee wins the game. They win by a field goal. Gators cover the spread. We go to Ohio State, minus 19 over Wisconsin. I can't stand Wisconsin. Ohio State wins by 1,000 points. They are minus 19. USC, I told you, and I keep telling you, Lincoln Riley, he doesn't just like to beat teams. He likes to destroy teams. You know, he, listen, no one understands style points in college football like Lincoln Riley. Plus, they have what I think might be the best quarterback in college football. USC minus six at Oregon State. USC wins by 14 points they cover. Washington coming off a very impressive win. They are minus 13 and a half at home. They're taking on Stanford. I have Washington by 17 points. We go to Ann Arbor, Michigan. The Wolverines take it on Maryland. I think Maryland is sneaky good. Michigan is minus 17. I have Michigan winning the game, but Maryland to cover. Michigan wins by seven points. Washington State plus six and a half. They're taking on Oregon. I have Washington State losing the game, but covering the spread. And that's all that matters. Oregon wins by a field goal. We move to the NFL, where again, Fire. Four and one last week, eight and five on the season. Week three in the NFL has been very exciting. We start with the Chiefs, minus five and a half at the Colts. The Chiefs win by two tutties. Carolina, plus three at home against the Saints. I ain't buying the Saints. I'm not certain I'm buying Carolina. Matt Rule actually should be fired at this point. My dog agrees, if you can hear him in the background there. Uh, I have Carolina winning the game outright. How about that? They win by four points. Biggest game of the weekend. Dolphins at home taking on the Buffalo Bills. Both teams undefeated. Two of best quarterback in the NFL. I have the Dolphins. How about this, okay? Dolphins are plus six at home. Not only do they cover the spread, they win the game outright. Dolphins by a field goal over the Buffalo Bills. How about that, Bills Mafia? Eat it. Giants minus one. Monday Night Football taking on the Cowboys. Giants 2-0. I don't know if they're any good. Cowboys, one and one. Have no idea if they're any good. I'm going to take the Giants. They're at home. It's Monday Night Football. Giants win by a field goal. The Bears at home against the Texans. Bears, minus three. I'm going to take the Bears here. Justin Fields, they bounce back. They're a better team at home. They win by 10 points over the Texans. Cardinals, plus three and a half coming off. I'm telling you, any seat Kingsbury is on is a hot seat, but he was right there. I mean, they were about to fire him. Kyler Murray bailed them out. uh, And the Cardinals carry that momentum forward here. They're at home. They're plus three and a half. They're taking on the Rams. I have the Cardinals winning the game outright by four points. And finally, and listen closely to this. I have the Ravens at the Patriots. Ravens minus two and a half. Okay? You only take this game, and this game only counts on my record, if Lamar Jackson is the starter. He's 50-50 right now because of uh, an injured elbow. So we'll see. If if he doesn't start, don't take him. And if he doesn't start, this doesn't count against my record, Billy. Those are this week's picks for Stu Gats. We have a big guest coming on. 
Hmm. a monster guest, a guy we've been trying to get on for two years now on God Bless Football. You think it'd be easier? I sit next to him every day, uh, but it hasn't been easy. Okay. Dan Bleep and Lebitard is going to join us on God Bless Football, Billy. Wow. I know. Now, listen, it took us to get Aaron Rodgers on. That's what we had to do. We had to get Aaron on to get Dan on. But at Dan, I'm oh. not even certain Dan is aware that Aaron is coming on. But Dan, Aaron Rodgers is going to join us on God Bless. He's going to join you. We just wanted to get you on. Uh-huh. You get Aaron on. It's a win-win for everyone. <laughs> I, I, I am aware that Aaron Rodgers is going to be on only because oh. you told me, uh, oh. hey, Dan, can you come on God Bless Football? <laughs> I will get you Aaron Rodgers. And I oh. thought you were lying. I thought... Uh, As with uh, many of the Stugatz things that I would get here, and then Aaron Rodgers would not be here, or there'd be a cardboard cutout of Aaron Rodgers, or Billy uh, would be wearing an Aaron Rodgers mask, or (laughs) that that, I I thought for sure. Don't jinx these things. He hasn't joined us yet. Those would have been so much easier, too. (laughs) Damn it. Well, that's what I was assuming. You're not going to actually get Aaron Rodgers, right? I assume that you and Billy were conspiring together to formulate a lie that would get me on here, and then I'd spend 15 minutes talking Packers jets with a cardboard cutout of Aaron Rodgers. Here's the thing, though. I mean, we're Something you to... stolen from a supermarket that's like in front of all the Miller lights. Like, yeah, <laughs> if he is on those two guys, I'm a little worried, Dan. I feel like we're yeah. going to take a trip to serious town or we're going to take a tip to let's talk about feelings or something like that. You know, that's I'm not little... God bless football, but it yeah. is what Aaron Rodgers wants. And right. I have yeah. the added weight and pressure of, am I going to have to ask him the serious immunization questions? Why yeah. did you lie Rogers? Why did you lie? Let's stay away from that. Dan. Yeah. Maybe we, we could avoid here, that. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I will always to get him back on. Okay. I will, in- I will interrogate the Holy f- out of that no. cardboard cutout. No. <laughs> if there's a cardboard cutout or Billy in a mask, I will ask all the hard questions. Damn, we have an agenda. There's always an agenda here on God Bless Football. Yeah. Billy wants to invite him over his house for Christmas. Yeah. I want tickets to a Jets-Packers game and a little sit-down one-on-one Thursday before the game. So we're going to give you what you want. You have to help <laughs> okay. us with some oh, of the things. I have to want. help you. It's yeah, secure. maybe. Well, we're you know we're bringing in Aaron for you. Maybe you know take a little gas off the heater. You know what I mean? Like maybe instead of like 101, let's just dial it back to like 97. You know, let me groove a couple. I don't believe you, know? you guys. Aaron Rodgers isn't actually going to be on here where does the puppet the sock puppet that looks like aaron Rodgers, make an appearance <laughs> like what, 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 there's there, this is, is there a guy are you gonna have a guy named aaron and a guy named roger and they're gonna Ooh, sit next to each other it's not too late i love the idea of one aaron and you got to make it two rogers right because you gotta have <laughs> yeah <that>. plural <laughs> <laughs> Where I asked the three of them, I buried them. And how could you think that? How could you think that about COVID? Either one of the Rogers. Answer my question, goddammit. Listen, just stay away from it, all right? I mean, he hugged me. He didn't hug you. Okay? You're not going to actually have him on here. He's not going to. I'm going to sit here with you guys. And- uh, oh, here he is. Holy shit. Hey, Stu guys. How are you, Aaron? Well, where are you at? Home? I'm at home. Uh, Dan's at uh, at his home. Billy's at his home. <laughs> Everyone's home. Yes. Florida home? Florida home, yeah. Nice. Have you been? Not bad. Just Good. getting into the swing of the season. Nice. Good to see you, buddy. Hey, buddy. So we, uh, listen, we had to get you on to get Dan on. God bless football. 
you would think it'd be easier to get him on my own show. I sit next to him every single day, but it took you to get him on. So they, we thank they you for that. In, they lured me in with the promise. <laughs> They're like, would you be on God Bless Football? And I and it was on one condition. You got to find Aaron Rodgers for me. And they've located you and they pinned you down. And I, I'm happy to see your smiling face. Thank you for joining us. You bet, guys. Uh, I want to ask you so many questions. The first being, what are some of the demons that came up for you during ayahuasca? I've always been afraid to do that because you get very sick and it's part of ego crushing. So what's what's some of the stuff that came up for you and what were you warned about? Well, I'd done it before. I did it back in 2020. So if you're talking about the latest one, the first one was a pretty benevolent experience. Both nights was very positive, felt very loving. Uh, connection with the spirit of the vine and the earth and my ancestors. And the second one was, you know, I, I purged all three nights. And the second night I had a really, you know, more of a positive journey. The first night was was definitely, a, you know, kind of an ego death experience. But a lot of it was just around self-love. So all the negative thoughts that you've ever thought about yourself literally came to my mind. And it was like my ego was whispering in my ear for five hours, all these very negative thoughts about myself that maybe I've had over the years and basically the worst things you can tell yourself. And it was, it was really tough and exactly what I needed to learn how to surrender to that moment and find self-love in the midst of some really difficult circumstances. So yeah, that came up. It was a great group to be in, to be kind of held in that container with those 22 individuals, really good facilitation, uh, some legendary facilitators who are deep in the medicine space who worked with not just Aya, but a number of other medicines and, and really know how to kind of hold the energy of the room, but also attend to anybody who needs, you know, any special help and great, you know, the, the coolest thing I think about the whole experience is, is the in-between days when you're not sitting, you're, you're integrating. So you're communicating your experiences with the other people in the group. And, you know, sharing those uh, stories of hardship or uh, bliss or whatever it might be. And then having you know, fun side conversations with facilitators and getting to know other people in the group. And just a great experience. You've mentioned self-love a lot in the time that we've been talking to you. And it seems like on this journey, you're looking for ways to correct some of your patterns, whatever, or family patterns or historical descendants patterns, whatever it is that it is that you're searching for. Can you explain to us? You said the second day was a lot of purging. You're throwing up. I didn't think this was a three day experience. I thought this was like an eight hour experience. So you're doing a super intense one. It's three nights. So it's sit off day, sit off day for three nights. Yeah. You know, I think we all, whether we're conscious of it or, or subconsciously, we have conditioning and patterns that we develop as children. A lot of it is just survival. And, and for most of us, especially grew up in the States, it's not like life or death survival, but it's surviving uh, the routine, the life that you're in, kind of finding your way in those places. And as you get older, some of those patterns and conditions don't really serve you anymore. The way you've dealt with things, for me, you know, suppression of feelings, not finding my voice, kind of you know, not able to express uh, emotions or feelings that I'd like to express in order to more deeply connect with loved ones or in relationships or different things. So a lot of it is kind of that unwiring of 
some of those neuropathways that you just learned as a kid. And, and that's not a slight against any of our upbringings or the stuff that we grew up with. We all have it, you know, whether we grew up in the most incredible loving household or whether we grew up in a difficult environment, there's going to be conditioning that happens and patterns that happen that served us as a young person, maybe don't serve us uh, as we get older and, and, and become adults and try and do the adult thing. Aaron, I tell my ego, I'm not certain what you told yours, but I tell my ego that I won back to back. MVPs. Did you zip it up, ego? Yeah, zip it up, ego. Yeah, I mean, the ego likes that. I think. I think <laughs> and look, in our business, I think we all have egos, and egos can be really a great thing and very healthy for our success and for our confidence, and for our leadership ability. I think we have to have a, a very balanced and healthy ego. It's when the head is leading, you know, when the when the mind is leading. Most of the time, that's going to mute or turn off the heart. And when the heart is leading, that's going to mute or almost turn off, you know, the head, you know, which is a lot of the ego. So it's more just trying to have a better balance between the analytical mindset and more the emotional desires to kind of have a better balance between maybe the masculine and the feminine inside us. Have you noticed that your mind is a bit of a poison? All of our minds are a bit of a poison, the illusion of control that the mind gives us. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I think anytime we start, whether it's believing we have all the answers or we, for, we stop listening to understand and now we just listen to just respond, we overanalyze things, we uh, try and play out scenarios, we, we're always trying to cover for ourselves, and see, which leads us to avoiding direct conversation. There's a lot of traps that your mind can get you in for sure if you're just leading with that. And at the same time, there's a lot of great things that analyzing things and, you know, risk assessment, logical reasoning, I think can really be good. But you have to try and balance the, the positive things. Well, analytical mind can add to your life with the things that are that will hold you back and will cause you to regress in areas. And for me, it was just for years and years and years, especially in my 20s, of just a major repression of feelings, because that's what I grew up as my default, was just not talk about what was going on in my life, not check in with myself and, and my feelings, uh, not being able to express my feelings, and not just in relationships, but in friendships. And, and so it affected a lot of areas of my life. So as I've gotten older, I'm trying to, you know, unwind those things, you re, uh, rewire those neural pathways. The basis of all that is just an unconditional love for myself. And as I do that, then, then it's way easier to then return that to the people in my life. I've said yeah. before in therapy that among all things that if I could change one thing about myself, it would be to go easier on myself to oh, uh, yeah. not having a withering self-assessment that I imagine comes up with all those demons with ayahuasca where you're like, oh my God, I really don't like this about myself. Yeah. I mean, Dan, I, I resonate with that 100%. Like that is and has been my greatest challenge is how can I be gentle with myself? How can I go easier on myself? How can I give myself the same latitude and the same forgiveness that I can give a best friend? Where in a heartbeat, something happens, it's like, it's all good. I love you. Like we've been through so much together. I know that you didn't mean to do that, you know, but with ourselves, how easy is it to just slam ourselves? You're the biggest idiot ever. How could you be so stupid? What are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't and know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you ever just turn your brain off, Aaron? You know, right. like the I'm two of you. I mean, seriously, I bet, you, I, brains, bet your breath work, I, mean, I bet your breath work and meditation has probably helped him. Yeah. The breath work and meditation for me has been great. And I've met some really cool people and some interesting things I've worked on 
a transcendental meditation with an awesome uh, teacher in uh, in Southern California. And that's been really good because for a long time, I don't know, those of us with analytical minds, I always felt like, what's wrong with me? I can't quiet my mind. This has got to be so easy. I look at what the, <laughs> the gurus in India, but in transcendental meditation, I found a forgiveness for that wandering mind. And it allows you to kind of embrace those thoughts and embracing those thoughts. That's how those thoughts can kind of dissipate and actually go away. And I found a lot of solace and, and enjoyment out of out of that type of meditation. It's been great for me. Have you gotten liberation on the last two years, the turbulence, the controversy, quarterbacks get the distractions away from their huddle. You have expressed your feelings publicly in a way you never have before. So that's part of this growth. But has it been liberating or has it been suffering or has it been both? No, I think it's been very liberating for sure. I've been a very quiet person for the majority of my life. And it's been nice in in a few areas to really regain some of the narrative around some of the stories that were out there about me and just speak my truth on a number of different topics that are important to me and show up how I want to show up. Uh, that being said, there definitely has been uh, some turbulence and some unintended consequences, but it's allowed me to every single time to to adjust and then reintegrate, to adjust and reintegrate. The only way that you can really level up is from mistakes, and I've made enough of them, and I'm thankful for them. There's obviously there's wishes on certain things, you know, that I would have said and should have said or didn't say or said and didn't want to say, but I'm thankful for all those moments because it's allowed me to reintegrate the lessons that I'm working on and, and to find a way to level up to do it better the next time. After winning back-to-back MVPs, Aaron, uh, and kind of going through what you've gone through the past two years, has it been liberating to pass the torch to Tua in a sense? <laughs> God, he played a great game last week. <laughs> Trent Dilfer was on, and he said that Tua reminds him of you, Aaron. He did yeah. say that. Yeah. I, I like to, I like the way he plays and, you know, he's taking some crap down there. It feels like at times, uh, especially this off season, just some things about him, maybe not being a franchise guy and stuff. And I, I enjoyed watching him in college and I was laughing, you know, uh, Monday night, you know, watching the guy that was backing him up, you know, Jalen hurts who's yeah. in Philly and playing great. So happy for those guys. I like the way they, they carry themselves and, and Mantua just had an incredible fourth quarter really, but but yeah, they got some weapons down there for sure. How often over the last couple of years has something you've said or done been hard to forgive yourself for as you try to practice some of this self-love, like where you're coming home? What an idiot I am. How could I have said or done X? Well, the last two years, it's been much better. It's much, much easier because I've been integrating these lessons I've learned. But, <laughs> but for the previous uh, decade, really tough. I mean, I would stew on things I said or didn't say or should have said at nighttime and have a hard time falling asleep and think about them during the day and have a hard time blocking those things out from time to time just because I care. You know, I really do care about how I show up in the world and and how my my teammates view me and and my, about my relationships and my friendships. It means a lot to me. And so I want to do right by those people and I want to do right by myself. But definitely the last couple of years, learning a deeper level of that self-love and, and a deeper level of the gentleness and the, and going easier on myself has been really, really good for me. And and I think it's coincided with a lot of important changes and, and boundaries I've created in my life and, and relationships that have come into my life uh, that are deep and meaningful. 
and the ones that that have that have moved on and that, that I you know people that I had beautiful relationships with and that I don't have those with anymore like very thankful for those moments and those interactions with those people and um but thankful for the people in my life right now and uh, and the lessons I've learned and the fact that I'm on my journey and I'm making mistakes and that's okay because that's part of it you cared a lot what people thought a lot more what people thought a few years ago correct I mean, I've always cared about how I show up in the world. I think I've always cared about the people really close in my life. I think that I just feel like there were some narratives out there that were just patently so false. And that I, for the longest time, just stayed quiet on it and say anything or took the high road. And it's been nice through the McAfee show and, and some of the other outlets to be able to kind of share a little bit more about myself. That's what I've always enjoyed about talking to you guys is we've I feel like we've gone to some non-football places so many times that you know it's been glimpses you know and and there's been glimpses over the years through maybe an interview with Aaron Andrews and Fox from time to time or come on your show or come on some other shows and then being able to do it with Pat on a weekly basis has been really nice and just to you know have that liberation to you know to say what's on my heart and you know make mistakes and forgive myself and move on and come back and do it better the next time. How does it feel to be on the other side of the scientific and medical community when you're doing that publicly? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, definitely a polarizing issue and was a lot, uh, a lot of energy around that last year. You know, I knew that there was probably going to be something that, that could come up at some point because I wasn't vaxxed, but maybe didn't uh, know the extent of how that would play out. But yeah, I'm, th I'm thankful for the lessons I learned in the process. I'm thankful for uh, the folks who reached out. I'm thankful for the conversations with people that don't agree with me that could have civil conversations um, about it uh, because I think that's how you can grow and learn. And I don't have all the answers. I have my beliefs and the research that I've done and the people I've talked to. And But I, I welcome discussions around any issue or where I don't see eye to eye with somebody. I think that's the biggest problem in this country is we have a hard time doing that. If we disagree with somebody, we write them off right away instead of trying to learn something from that person. And then maybe at the end, you disagree to disagree, and that's fine. But it doesn't have to be an end of a friendship or end of a, you know, a long-term, you know, friendship uh, or, uh, you know, even lifelong friendships. But for some people, uh, that's the direction that it went. What part of the reaction surprised you beyond that, right? You weren't expecting to lose some people over that, were you? The people close to you? I wasn't, no. Uh, I just think that, well, I mean, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of things that were very interesting about it, but um, there, the biggest thing is there just wasn't any room for opinions that didn't go along with uh, the mainstream thought. And as being on the other side of this now, obviously there were some things that were said to us that weren't entirely true. And I think we're all uh, better from having gone through it. And hopefully we don't make some of the same mistakes next time around. I feel like there was more you were going to say there and you, uh, you sort of edited yourself because you realized that anything you say ends up in the headlines that you had more ideas of things that surprised you because you couldn't have expected that to be the reaction you've been, if not universally popular, pretty close to beloved. Like anyone who didn't like you was not liking you for 
silly sports reasons, not because of your opinions on things. Yeah, I believe that's true. Uh, you know, there's probably two people you could find who didn't really uh, like me. And then the, the couple writers that would give those people forum to voice their thoughts when, you know, kicking us was was a popular decision and route for a story to go down. But that definitely was an issue that was very polarizing. I get it because we're talking about a life or death issue. And that gets tied to identity and it gets tied to worth and uh, truth and all these different really big words and issues and tenets of our personality. And so I understand that it would be polarizing, but but maybe didn't expect that type of the extent of the reaction. You talked about a DMT tea. Are you thinking for, you must be thinking beyond ayahuasca, right? There are more explorations that you want to go. What are the next steps for you there on the, on the search toward enlightenment through uh, what some people might view as unconventional? Well, I think that's the whole point, Dan, is we need to, we need to start looking at other things that may be unconventional and start incorporating some different forms of medicine. There's some really interesting studies going on right now with uh, psilocybin and MDMA therapy around uh, PTSD for the troops, uh, depression, anxiety, uh, various things. I think those are hopefully going to get more and more mainstream as we look for kind of some non-opioid treatments for some of our, especially some of our veterans coming back from war who are so banged up and, and physically and mentally. But personally, you know, the DMT is in ayahuasca. That is uh, what, what gives you the uh, the psychoactive experiences. I feel like in the next probably year or two that, that I'll probably sit with the medicine again uh, in a similar format, maybe three or four nights. There's a lot of different people from lots of walks of life, but most encouraging from uh, my NFL community, both current and former players who have reached out or interested in doing, you know, a journey uh, if I decide to do it in the next couple of years. So I think that would be really fun and interesting to take uh, some, you know, current uh, possibly, but definitely former teammates, retired guys uh, from across the league and guys I played with would be interesting to expose them to that world and see if there is some uh, some healing that could be done. Uh, Aaron, me and Billy want to explore two things, not nearly as important as yeah. what you and Dan Well, I'm discussing. wondering if there's like a Groupon for that adventure, how it is you sign up online, like how do we get part of that? <laughs> the, the, the two things we want to explore real quick, Aaron, okay? I've never been to Lambeau, and I want mm. to explore Lambeau Field. So my Jets are playing the Green Bay Packers late October. What I'm thinking is me and Billy come up, a mm. couple of front row seats, maybe some sideline passes, and a one-on-one -on -one sit down, me and you, okay, right before the game, maybe Thursday before the game. What do you think? Unbelievable. Uh, Dan, we got him for you. I mean, come on. Yeah. Unbelievable. You yeah. guys are just help us out, Dan. Angle to what, what, help you out how? You're just how about look, him for stuff. No, 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 no. Let's do a home and home, okay? We can go up to Lambo for the Jets game. You're going to be down here in Miami Christmas Day. We'll treat Ooh. you to a big meal. Like, I don't know. Do you eat pork at all? Do you have pork? Gachina. Gachina. Yeah, because we, we cook on Christmas Billy, Eve. Billy, are you inviting him over for Christmas? For, for your so, Christmas Eve? Yeah, on Christmas Eve, we do something. It's called a cajachina where we get like this pig and we put it in and we cook it over hours. The family comes over. <laughs> Fun times are had by all. Now, I do understand you have a game the next day. So if you can't make that, maybe you could come the next day. We could have some leftovers together, exchange gifts, whatever. 
Either know? of these in play areas? I just to look, repay look, you for the posting us at Lambeau, I guess. Hey, Billy, let's be careful. You don't want to invite AJ Dillon over for Christmas. Could get awkward, well, okay? Yeah. Hmm. Why, why would he get awkward? <laughs> well, he's Jewish. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if, I, look, if, I'm, if I'm coming to anybody's house, I feel like Dan – you know, might be the most fun down there. So, wow. Oh, my God. I'm Keep sorry. you guys in mind. I'm sorry he rejected you. Let's, before we get you out Wait, of here. are you going to dance for Christmas? And am I getting a one-on-one sit-down with Aaron Rodgers Thursday before the Jets-Packers game? Can we mm. make that happen? I mean, I just me and you. We'll have some fun, a couple of laughs. We don't need to talk about anything serious. We'll just have some fun. You bringing some DMT? Yeah, done. Oh. <laughs> he will bring drugs. <laughs> he bring drugs. I don't think those are the drugs he'll be bringing. Let's uh, fill in some blanks for me here on some uh, some football questions here. Uh, just what do you regard? Every week somebody's looking at a different throw you made, and they're like, "How the hell was that throw made?" You've told us about you know the desperation hail mary throws, but give us one play in your lifetime, one where you're like holy shit, that was a hell of a throw. Like, that one was the throw that I regard as nobody else in my sport, in the history of my sport, but me could have made that one. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's so many guys now who can really throw it. Maybe, you know, before the Mahomes and and Allen crew got in the league, I feel like there was, you know, maybe a half dozen or a dozen throws that not many guys could make or have ever made. But, you know, there's just a few that stick out. I threw a touchdown to Devontae in 2016 against the Eagles on the left sideline on Monday night that kind of snuck in there somehow. He made a great catch, but it was like one of those cool throws. I threw a touchdown to Jermichael Finley in uh, 20 uh, – shoot, was that 11 at home? Kind of right over the shoulder of a defender that was pretty – Special. I mean, I love the throw in the Super Bowl to Greg Jennings down the middle on Ike Taylor that somehow deflects like barely off his finger on third and 10. That was one of those really special, super, super tight window throws. But I mean, I had, a, I had one in the game the other day that's super fun. You know, I make this fake and I'm looking inside like 10 yards inside the pylon and throw this like no looker out in the flat to, to Tunyon. And it was a nine yard game. It's a throwaway play. It's a nothing play. This one was like really cool. Like, I mean, the stuff that went into like that and then setting your feet and you're wide open and you're looking inside and you throw and you slow mo on the film and the defender like jumps to the inside and you literally throw it like four yards outside his arm. Like, those are those are fun ones. Look at the smile on his face. Uh, no. Stugatz is delighting yeah. in the fact that you get to go into a game as a younger quarterback. It's uh, so great. Yeah, it's rare, right? <laughs> very rare I, I think this is is he the only guy older than me in the league uh, i think so yeah yeah I mean, sounds about right yeah. uh, how do i make the argument aaron given that i think you're the best quarterback i've ever seen that you've won one title and tom brady has won seven how do i make the argument when he's already won as many playoff games in the nfc as you have and win the argument that i believe you're the better quarterback well we you know it's it's the the Super Bowls usually goes that that makes you the the best player or the, the the goat, right? Like, I mean, other than who's won the most NBA championship? Bill Russell. Yeah. So how many yeah. people say he's the goat? Right? They right. would say you know Michael Jordan. Some people I don't know somehow think LeBron. Mm. Uh, but for me, it's Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, the two best players I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that was kind of when I fell in love with basketball in the late 80s, early 90s. But look, there's Super Bowl championships, and then there's talent and ability. And I think when it when when that's the standard, then I'm I probably should be in the conversation. 
What's the closest you were to leaving? The most frustrated day when you were really 50-50 on retirement and the, the feeling overwhelmed you on, you know what, I might be done with this. I'm, I'm tired and maybe this is it for me. Well, Dan, I would say that it was not frustration. It was pure enjoyment. It was enjoying the other side. It was enjoying a life of making my own schedule and traveling when and where I want to and not be holding to you know, a workout at this time and body work at this time and this thing going on here. It was the ability to create a schedule for myself for an entire year. And like, man, this is pretty amazing. I do have, you know, interests outside of football and things that I'm, I'd love to do and places I'd love to travel. And, uh, you know, some of my, you know, businesses and, and philanthropic things I'd like to get more involved in. But it was more of a, you know, a, a super just blissful, enjoyable day where I'm like, I could do this all the time. It wasn't ever frustration because I love playing. I love competing. And for me, it was, it's just always been about the grind, especially the mental grind of a season. And, and then juxtaposing that with how much enjoyment I can have in the off season and, and set my own schedule. You had to have been tempted to play somewhere else though. It had to, there had to be some of that there, right? I don't, I don't really understand why you went back there. Yeah. Uh, I don't expect you to, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I do, uh, I have so much love for this place and this place has given me a lot and I feel like I've returned. Hopefully they feel like a lot, but I love this place. There's a great history here. There's a great love affair between myself and our fans and, and this state. And I just felt like the right thing to do would be to finish here in Green Bay. And it hit on a lot of really important characteristics that I like to exhibit, one being loyalty and being loyal to this place that drafted me, that has stood by me, that's paid me a ton, a ton of money. And also just my my love and desire to to win here and to finish the right way here was ultimately what it came down to one more shot before we get him out of here stugat you want to try and get any more out of him you want to mm. ask for any more favors any more uh any more i things? mean i'm just i'm i think well he's going to your house for christmas so that's nice yeah. Dan. you better have a nice christmas prepared you're for welcome that, right? for that also by the way and, and you are welcome uh <laughs> no the only other thing i have and i will bring whatever drugs you want me to bring i just i just <laughs> want a yes to this sit that one-on-one -on -one, yeah. and then i want to watch the packers jets i mean you know <laughs> yeah. what do you think well, you're a Jets fan, so... Uh, I, but I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. More so than just, anything, though, Aaron, he's for sale, so... Yeah, I'm for just sale, know that. And, and listen, I am telling you, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan before yeah. I'm a Jets fan. I'll say yeah. it right now. I don't mm -hmm. care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will strongly consider Mr. Stugatz. Wow. Yes. Wow. Strongly yes. consider. Congratulations, wow. Stugatz. Yes. Uh, right. Aaron, thank you, sir. Uh, it is good seeing you. Don't be a stranger. Good seeing you guys, too. Thanks for having me back, man. Where's dumbass that? You know, it's a great question because Dumbass just informed us that he's running late. He's scared of you, Sims, and he should. This is a day for him to gloat, and he's terrified to, to go face-to-face, head-to-head with you. This was the matchup I was most looking forward to. It's not Packers and Bucks. It was Sims and Billy Gill, and Billy Gill, the coward that he is, is not going to show up for this segment, it appears. I mean, go ahead, yeah, rip him. Have at it. What are it's his a, excuses for being late is what I really want to know. Well, not only is he going to be late, Mikey, A, perhaps you can help explain here. Uh, I'm not certain he's going to make it at all because Billy was trying to get home from the studios in time after the main show today. 
And uh, and now he's talking about some charger thing that he can't, his computer's not charged, Mike. Is that it? His computer isn't charged. He left the charger, so he has to go back to get it. No, 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 Sims, that is it. Billy had to go back to the studio to get his charger. This is not shocking. Billy looks like the kind of guy that probably smart, probably knows the square root of like 4,072, but would forget his head if it wasn't sewn onto his shoulders or neck. Like, <laughs> he's that guy, like, so smarty, stupid. And that's, you know, where he classifies. So, good. I can talk shit about him. And, I mean, what, you have one charger? One charger? I know. I know. No like, backup. what right. an amateur. Like, right. not even a good millennial, which he's supposed to be. Not even good at that. I mean, unreal. Unreal. You're, no, you're exactly right. The guy has backup medication for his medication, but he doesn't have a backup charger. <laughs> oh, my charger. gosh. Right. right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's disappointing. I was I was looking forward to him being here today. Sims, how much were you, uh, like, what were you thinking? Was Billy in your head at all as the Ravens-Dolphins game was going into the fourth quarter? Were you thinking, oh, look at this, Tua. They got 14 points. They're getting Just a little up. bit. Were you thinking Just about no, Billy? No, at about no Billy? point is Billy ever in my head. Like, there, that, that was never, nor does that ever happen, and nor will he ever be in there, okay, at any point. It doesn't matter. But, <laughs> no, like, I was aware of the – the situation watching the game going, Oh gosh, here we go. Here comes two and on all of that stuff. So it was awesome. It really was. It was a great game to watch. I mean, both quarterbacks played awesome. Lamar Jackson was unreal in the game as well Tua played the best game of his career. You know, he really did. And I give him credit. He made some big time throws and I think you're seeing, you know, again, how talented they are as a football team. They're dangerous with Mike McDaniel, and the formula he uses, and he uses it the right way, it's going to make it hard to defend them, certainly. So uh, it was cool. It definitely was. I'm not ready to, like, solidify two and on yet and all that. I'm not going there quite yet. But that was a good start, certainly. Oh, look, here he is. He's finally he just showing popped up in on his cell listen, phones. He, I mean, got, what listen. an amateur this guy is. Thanks for showing up for the show, Billy. Way to go. Good job getting here. <laughs> hey, Chris. Way how's it go. going? Good, man. Turn your phone sideways so we can have a real shot here. Come on. I, oh, yeah. What the – there we go. I mean, this, yep, Chris. I see it. I see it. Way to go. Way to go. I know. Yes, I know. Chris, what are they – so the game of the week well, – well, there's two. You have the Bucks and the Packers, which is a game everyone's excited for. But the Dolphins-Bills, which I think really is the game of the week. Two, 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 two. teams. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun game. But my concern for the Dolphins is the running game hasn't gotten going yet. Now, Mostert got it going a little bit because the best defense against the Bills is simply keeping Josh Allen off the field. Do the Dolphins have a chance in this game, Chris? No, oh, they definitely have a chance. There's, there, there's no doubt about that. But this is a different animal. It, it is altogether. I mean, we know Josh Allen's the best quarterback in football right now. And their, their offense has shown, like, zero signs of anybody being able to stop it. So that's where I am excited. You know, like I said earlier, Miami's got to adjust their approach here, I think, a little bit. You can't just be playing, like, in the face and 11 guys at the line of scrimmage against Josh Allen and company. You're going to get toasted that way. Now, where it's another challenge for Miami is a little bit like New England was in week one, um, where, you know, like you said, their run game's not hitting on all cylinders, but they do a good job of keeping you honest with it. But, like, where the Bills are so much better than the Ravens, Here's my biggest issue with them, you know, because I, I write copious notes, as you guys know, and I'm every week. I've gone two weeks in a row going, I don't know if I've seen a Ravens defensive lineman make a play yet or do right. anything, mm-hmm. right? And then the Bills are extremely talented on the D-line. They got great depth. 
to where I don't think they're going to have to overcommit like the Ravens did to go, wait, we don't have a pass rush when we rush for so we have to blitz or do crazy stuff, which I think can allow the Bills, McDermott, Leslie Frazier, as smart as they get, to now play with the other guys to, oh, let's not let the Waddle or Tyreek Hill screen go 40 yards up the sideline or 20 yards up the sideline. That's where I'm really interested to see. Not only is it like, you know, two really talented teams and all that, there's a lot of brain power and X's and O's by all four coordinators in this matchup that I'm very interested to see how they approach the football game. So the Eagles have this window that the Chiefs had with Patrick Mahomes that the Seahawks once upon a time had with Russell Wilson where their quarterback's playing at an MVP level <laughs> on a rookie f- contract, man. I think – you okay there, Sims? Yeah, I'm good. Sorry. The weed. Uh, I think uh, I think Jalen Hurts – so I think he's $1.6 million this year, 1.8 next year, something like that, Chris. He's not costing them a lot. This is the last year they're going to get that, though, right? Like, how much is Jalen Hurts? If he continues to play like this and the Eagles, who are talented – continue to play like this. Jalen Hurts is looking at a massive contract, right? I would think so. I would yeah. think something there. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles, I, I think are going to be the number one seed in the NFC. That's, that's who I picked to have yeah. home field. Yeah. Their schedule is very favorable. You know, you really look at it and go, man, there's nobody they played the first 10 weeks of the season that I can honestly say is going to step on the field and go, they're better or even to the Eagles. They're not. You know, I, I really, I look at it in the first 10 weeks of the year and go, I think the Jaguars are the only team that might have, like, horses to maybe slow them down. Now, you know, again, Hurts, this is where – this is a great conversation, right? Because he's good. He's a starting NFL quarterback. Am I ready to say he's a superstar yet? I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet. And I know I'm probably in the minority here. But this is what I'm paid to do, and I've been right about this stuff before, too. And let me just throw out some food for thought here. It's like this is where – I'm not ready to say he's Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert. Those teams are built around their ability to carry the team. And then they're just like, wait, we're a little weak here, but this guy's so good, he'll, he'll fix that hole. And we're not worried about it. It's all about them. Lamar Jackson, he's the run game, and he has, they don't have a run game. And then his passing is phenomenal to where like guys like Tua and Hurts, where I want to see more, is going, they're – parts of this great machine right and they just go hey we'll design a few things and make you know make the game a little easier for you and it's it's more of a team thing that puts you in the stress that way so that's where it's a little different and I know that sounds disrespectful I'm not trying to be disrespectful you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks in football that are in that position. I think what you're saying is fair. You're not ready. You wouldn't be ready yet to write Jalen Hurts a check for $250, $300 million. Not That's yet. Right. Not yet. And I mean, listen, there's a reason these organizations have been I – mean, this offseason, the Eagles were still looking for somebody maybe to come in at quarterback. Yes. You know? So yep. the, 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 that's there's a reason for that. Like I said, they're cogs in a well-run machine right now instead of – where I look at Mahomes and Allen and Herbert, they are the machine. And then they try to fill in the stuff through, through that more. And, and there's a difference to that, in, in my opinion. And I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. It was sort of the storyline all offseason. And, of course, it came to fruition. Trey Lance goes down. Jimmy G's back in for the 49ers. Crazy. What happens now? Isn't it unreal? It really is how it worked out. Like, you know, it just it, it's amazing that you know, Jimmy got the surgery – and the 49ers really wanted to get rid of him and trade him. 
you know, it just never quite worked out. He didn't get healthy until kind of the middle of training camp. No team really needed a quarterback. And that's when I started going like, hey, friend Kyle Shanahan, don't sign Jimmy G back. And Jimmy G, there's no better situation than the 49ers out there. And there's a good (laughs) chance Trey Lance could get benched or get hurt. You know, he's played three, four games in his career now, and he's gotten hurt in three of them. Mm -hmm. You know, and – Hey, about that too. Like, I worry about Trey Lance and the fact of that's he hasn't played much football over the last four years. That's a little scary for a guy that we already know is raw. I mean, not going to play this year. Didn't play last year. Senior year was COVID at North Dakota State. They played one game. He's got like one season of playing quarterback. That's a little scary. Jimmy G, uh, like, I know this, and I've said this during the week with Florio on Pro Football Talk. There, there's people in that locker room, players, major players, that they wanted Jimmy G to be the quarterback. So right. They feel I like their team's better, right? Exactly right, yeah. right. They feel like they're better that way. I think he's going to give them juice as a locker room now. I honestly think he takes the pressure off Shanahan, too, because it's just like I don't have to make the perfect game plan and hope Trey Lance looks good so everybody you know criticizes me or doesn't criticize me about us trading the three first-round picks to get him. Jimmy – is, yeah, not a superstar, but the one thing that he's definitely better at, Trey Lance, is decision-making and accuracy and throwing the football, going through reads. And you saw that last week. There was a few, like, short completions where I go, yeah, Trey Lance doesn't get that completion because he's going to stare down this guy, stare him down, and then just throw it, where Jimmy was like, no, he's not open, he's not open, he's not. Okay, boom, and it's a 12-yard gain. And I think that to Mikey A is is going to help that that 49er football team that I think is also one of the best in football. PFT with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, Football Night in America, Sunday Night Football, Unbuttoned Podcast. Chris Sims with us here on God Bless Football. Get you out of here in just a second. Of the 2-0 teams, Chris, which team do you believe in the least? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. let's see. It's the Giants. Yeah. You know, I'm going to the Giants-Cowboys game on Monday night. I haven't nice. been to a Giants game in 20 years. My kids have never been to a Giants game, right? What? Yeah, because, I mean, I work on Sundays. Right. And it's, yeah. I figure it's Grandpa like, would take him for a Giants game. I mean, he's kind of a giant legend, you know? It's well, he some- works on Sundays, he works, too. Yeah. Yeah, and, then, and then they haven't been good enough to have a Monday night home game in forever. Right. So I am so excited to go and do that. Um, yeah, the Giants, I don't look at them and go, oh, I'm, I'm definitely expecting them to make a playoff run here. The thing that's good about them They're not super talented. Saquon looks real, as you guys have seen. The O-line is respectable, right, to where it's been the worst in football. Daniel Jones, I think, has had it beaten in his brain by Brian Dayball. Just, hey, be smart, get the ball out of our hands. You know, they're playing the proper style of football, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Even on the defensive side of the ball with Wink Martindale, they know what they are, right? They're not beating themselves. And then they're making some plays down the stretch to win both of these games. And I, you know, I think the Giants Stadium, MetLife Stadium, is going to be electric on Monday night because the fans haven't had anything like this in a while. And now it's the Cowboys with Cooper Rush coming in, and you know we we can smell three and zero. Oh. Like I, you know, I'm not saying we're any better than the Cowboys. The Cowboys probably are a little bit better, but I think the stadium and the electricity in the air. Is going to allow the Giants to win an ugly football game on Monday night and be three and zero. Have they retired your dad's number there? They have, right? They have. So that's so, that's going to be a has, cool thing. Has dad instructed you? Hey, Chris, I know you didn't invite me, but you better show him my fucking number and tell him who it that, is. Remind him. That well, we're we're. I, I think it's going to be a whiteout game. You know, the Giants are going to wear nice. their white. 
to make the Cowboys wear their bad luck blue uniform. And then the Brian Dayball, I haven't seen this yet, but I've had a few of my giant friends, fans, friends, or friends, fans, whatever, say that they put it out, this whiteout thing. So mm. I, we were planning on wearing jerseys. Like like Billy is there a white one? But you want to yeah two you want to borrow my Tua jersey first? You no, go thank you. Jersey, it'd be great. No, thank you. So we were going through it. I was like, all right. So it's you know my two kids, me, my wife, and I was like, okay, well, you know maybe we should put Daniel Jones jersey on my son Philip. And my wife looked at me and she's like, his name is Phil Sims. He needs to wear your dad's jersey. And I was like, okay, good point. My wife's going with Lawrence Taylor. All right, and then. I got to figure out the other two. Either me or my daughter are going to wear Michael Strahan. And then maybe I'm going to have to go with like Bavaro or, you know, Harry Carson or something like that. I have a great one for you. Please do it just to piss off your dad. Please go with Jeff Hostetler. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I won't do that. Sorry. (laughs) Sims, if Tua keeps playing this way, okay, like, and the Dolphins continue to be good, will you come down here? Will you go to a game with us? Can we just let Tua on? It works. I'd be willing to do anything. You know, I love you guys. And really, if Tua keeps playing the way he's doing, I mean, can't you guys organize like, you know, a show where we have Tua on yes. and he can he can shit on me and some of the things I've said about him. Yes. I'm all for that. I'll take that on the chin if he continues to do what he's doing. What's on unbuttoned? Anything you want to promote on the way out? No, no. You know what it is. I mean, it's the same old <laughs> stuff. Right. It's lots of football talk. You know, I do do this post-game show on Peacock after the Sunday night football game, which if you want to watch the highlights and see some quick breakdowns and my thoughts on that, that's cool. But uh, no, nothing new. Same old stuff in the, in the Chris Sims football world. All right, buddy. We love you, and we'll talk to you next week. Uh, great as usual. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Peace. Mojo, why don't you introduce your uh, your friend who's joining us now? He's been on with us on Stupidity. He was fantastic. Told a great story about the Gronkowskis, which we'll get to again here in a second. Uh, but Mojo, go ahead and announce who your friend is. I would like to announce what a real celebrity looks for anyone that was really wondering, <laughs> a.k.a. K-Funk. We have a man with us that I could read out his resume right now, but it would take at least three episodes of God Bless Football to recite the whole thing. So let's just start with some of the quick hitters, and that includes being a WWE Hall of Famer champion, one of the best to ever do it. But maybe the most impressive thing about this man is that he has represented the United States of America in a way that no one could possibly think was possible. He went in to the Olympics the battle for top country in the world. And he won the heavyweight wrestling championship as if that wasn't hard enough to be crowned literally the toughest man in the planet. He did it with literally a broken freaking neck. That's right. The number two toughest guy on the planet couldn't even come close to defeating our guest in a fight with a broken freaking neck <laughs> ladies and gentlemen a real celebrity a real star the star of all stars kurt 
angle. Yeah. Hey, Mojo, you're hired. <laughs> Everyone needs a hype man like that, Kurt. I mean, Jesus. Yes, they do. K-Funk, what's going on, man? Everyone's here. You found Jabba. Congratulations. I have a question for Kurt. Kurt, you're, I think you're about 17 years older than Mojo. What does Amazing. it feel like more jacked than Mojo? <laughs> at, at 53 years old and you're more jacked than Mojo, how does that That's feel? a good question. I wouldn't say that. I don't know if I'm more jacked than Mojo. Uh, <laughs> well, by the way, his, his personality makes him even more jacked than he actually is. So <laughs> I think, uh, you know, he, he's doing okay. <laughs> Jabba, what are you pissed off about? Hold on, on, Mojo. Hold on a second. Jabba, you're pissed off. Why? Because K-Funk just blew right past your (laughs) well-being? No, I can give two shits about that, but fuck, he he thinks it's his show now asking questions and shit. That's your (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Mojo. Mojo, where are you driving to right now? Where are you going? Well, I just finished the big leg day, baby. I had to get it in because I will concede that Kurt Angle is more jacked than me. What I will not concede <laughs> that Chris is in the same discussion. That's not even close. <laughs> Kurt, last time you were on with us, you told a great story about your wedding. Uh, you have Gordon yeah. Gronkowski here and Chris as well. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, share that story again with our audience and with everyone else who is here who hasn't heard that story. Well, I don't remember how they got invited to my wedding. I, I, I actually thought they crashed the wedding. I believe that to this day. My wife says that we invited them. I don't know how or why, but they came to my wedding. The Gronkowskis were there. And, you know, when they're around anytime, they're they're very hyped up. And they're, you know, they're always getting, you know, they're they're getting the mood like, you know, rising up in the air like uh, a lot of excitement in the air and the Gronkowski's at my wedding what they did is at the um, at the event the dinner afterward um, they they ended up hooking up with all of our bridesmaids <laughs> the crazy thing is about a month later they're back in Pittsburgh and they call my wife and say hey Hey, can we get your bridesmaids to come out with us? We're back in Pittsburgh. We want to. We want to hook up with them again. So these bastards were hooking up with the bridesmaids. <laughs> Wait, Gord, are you trying to dispute this story, or what's going on here? Um, so I think there's uh, some of those details might be a little bit false. I don't think that's exactly how it went, but it was pretty close to how it went. All right. Well, why don't you tell us some of the details that you find false? Go ahead. <laughs> I think some of the wives just wanted to get with us, and because they couldn't, they just said they did. So that's not our wow. fault. <laughs> wow. Oh. Gord, what was the best part of Kurt Angle's wedding? All right. A couple things. So Kurt didn't realize that, you know, because we are such gentlemen, you know, us brothers, um, we did get him a gift. So when he opened up his box, he I think he was in shock because, uh, Kurt, do you remember what your gift was? Hell no, I don't remember. (laughs) I guess he doesn't care much about Big Rob. (laughs) Kurt got um, 30 pairs of Zuba pants. Oh shit! Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then he got. Uh, I do remember. Yeah, I threw got, all of them uh, away. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't worn Zubas in twenty-five years, brother. Brought <laughs> yep, it back for your wedding. <laughs> we knew how much you loved them. And then, and thank then you for had, the gift, Gordy. And then we had an autograph uh, Rob jersey. And so you probably don't have it anymore, do you? No, I do have that. I have okay. that. We, have, we actually framed it, yes. Yeah. Chris, were you invited or you just took Gord's word on it? Like, what happened? No, I, 
I think I was invited, and then Gord kind of took the invite from me, and then I didn't go. But uh, Gordon <laughs> dropped it. Chris. Chris is right because we were at the Arnold. Chris did something with me at the Arnold, and we decided to invite him. But Gordy invited himself. I also want to talk to Kurt about after we started getting a little tipsy playing flip cup and beer pong at the um, after party. Kurt decided to put Rob in an ankle lock um, in the middle of the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Kurt, oh, actually, you know just... these guys, they were just big wrestling fans, you know, and they were right. like, I want to feel what it's like to get an ankle lock on me. <laughs> so, I, you know, I put Rob in an ankle lock, and everybody was taking pictures. It was actually pretty cool. And Kurt is very generous with his time, but I know he has to run here quickly, so we're going to get to the games here. Uh, last week was dreadful, fellas. I mean, I don't know what the to tell you, but yeah. Jabba's coin was one and four. Mikey A did it for him. Uh, Jabba is four and seven on the season. Mojo, uh, big week last week. What was that, three and two, Bill? That was the best week anyone had. Mojo, the spread master, is six and five. Yep. Uh, we have K-Funk, who was, uh, who was one and four last week, five and six on the season. And uh, Chris, hoof, hoof, over oh five last week and two and nine on the season. So here we go. Bills and Dolphins. Dolphins plus five and a half coming off that big victory at Baltimore last year. So we will start with Mojo, the spread master. Dolphins plus five and a half at home. There we go, baby. Well, because the Bills fans love wrestling moves at their tailgate and we got the goat of wrestling on the card. Give me the points, baby. The spread master is taking the bills. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. He has Again, the bills. I know what that means. <laughs> Gord, yeah. Gord it's working for him. Now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Number one. Go to uh, K-Funk coming off a uh, one and four last week. K-Funk, Bills and Dolphins. Dolphins plus five and a half. Yeah. I'm going to go against my squad, and I'm going to take the bills. Okay. Wow. Chris, who are you taking? I'm going with the bills. I'm going okay. with the bills. You're due. Uh, going let's go to Gord. All right, Gord, where are you going here? Home division dog? Yeah, plus five and a half. Miami all day. You're a smart man, Gord. I like that. Kurt Angle. Chris, after I, you know, I couldn't hear it earlier because he kept cutting out, but I, you know, I think he said 0 and 5. I'm going opposite everything he says. That a boy. Wow. Uh, Kurt Angle, <laughs> Bills at Dolphins. Dolphins plus five and a half at home. Who are you going with? I'm going with the Bills. Okay, going with the Bills there. And then we go to Jabba and the coin. Jabba, you have the coin? Heads is Bills, tails Dolphins. Go ahead. Heads. All right, you have the Bills. Jabba has the Bills. Uh, let's move. Uh, Kurt, where are you right now? I'm getting ready to go to my doctor's appointment. Oh, wow. Jesus. Okay, everything okay? Seriously. Jeez. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, just a basic checkup. All right, good. Just yeah, my new okay. replacements. <laughs> Yeah, we're thank friends you. now. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start with K Funk. Packers at Bucks. Bucks minus two and a half. Big game. K Funk, who are you going with? I'm going against my Tampa hometown here. I'm going. I'm going Packers. Wow. Okay, Gord, who are you going with? Um, since I'm going to the game, I'm going to uh, take the Bucks. All right, Chris, who are you going with? Man, I mean, Mike Evans is out. Receivers are hurt. I'm going. I'm going with uh, Green Bay. In this right. one. Kurt Angle, where are you going here? I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, that a boy. Kurt Angle's going to win this thing. Uh, <laughs> all right, Mojo, who you going with? Spreadmaster. All right. Well, the Spreadmaster says the Packers are his favorite team. I'm a former Packer. I'm a Packer backer. The best story in sports. So because of that. I'm taking the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jabba. Heads, Packers, tails, Bucks. Bucks minus two and a half. 
Pets. All right, you have the Packers. Uh, we'll move quickly here because Kurt's got to go to the doctor. 49ers at Broncos. Broncos plus one and a half. 49ers at Broncos. Jimmy G playing quarterback. Kurt Angle, I will start with you. Uh, Broncos plus one and a half at home. I'm going to go with the 49ers. All right, 49ers. Uh, let's go to uh, K-Funk. K-Funk, where are you going here? Go. I'm, I'll go with Kurt here. I'm going to take the 49ers with Jimmy G. Okay. Uh, Chris, go ahead. And, Gord, you're welcome for letting Chris pick first. <laughs> I'm going with uh, – I'll take the Broncos here. All right. Uh, Gord, should we just pencil you in for the Niners? Or <laughs> We're going to go with uh, – you know, Chris and Jim played for the Broncos. And uh, Tim Tebow is their quarterback, so I'm, I'm going with the Broncos this time. Chris, who'd you pick? The Broncos. Yeah. What was your record last week? <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. It was zero and five. All right. Yeah. I was going to take the Broncos. Bounce back. So come, I'll take the Niners. Right. I like that, Chris. The do theory. You're right. <laughs> you do. I mean. Uh, all right. Here we go, Jabba. Heads 49ers, tails Broncos. Tails. All right, you have the Broncos. Uh, final game here. Cowboys at Giants, minus two and a half. Let's go to Kirk. Kirk, go ahead. I'm picking the Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys. Taking the Cowboys <laughs> over the Giants, okay? Uh, Kurt, if you need to leave, that's fine. We'll talk to you and your wife next week, okay? All right, guys. Take care. Thank, you for, right, this, thank you for doing Thanks, this, Kurt. Thanks, Kurt. All right, Mojo, let's go to you here. We have Giants, minus two and a half at home, taking on the Cowboys Monday Night Football. I'm taking the Cowboys because I'm the spread master and because Kurt said so. Okay, that's a good reason. K-Funk, you were really quiet when Kurt was here. I didn't hear you talking well, shit. Well, I think Jabba kind of got to him there. Jabba's yeah. funny. Yeah. Jabba put a sour taste in my mouth. He really <laughs> made you feel bad about asking it, a f- question. I mean. Leave it to Mojo. His guest comes early, leaves early. You know, whatever. Gordy, are we going to a penthouse this week or what? What? Why are you just making plans? What? Uh, let's talk about that on the side. I'm okay, sure. yeah, no. I'd like to talk about it right here, Gord, if you don't mind. Oh, no. <laughs> it's Lacey. air conditioning, air conditioning services. Yeah, you gotta say what's up to Lacey, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a bartender at a strip club who owns an air conditioning yeah. company. Yeah. <laughs> and heating. And heating, yeah. And heating. I'm sorry. Right. Gets very cold in Tampa. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys at Giants. K Funk, go ahead. You have Giants minus two and a half. I'm going to take the Giants. Chris, who are you going with here? We go Giants here. All right, Giants minus two and a half. Uh, Gord, where are you going here? I'm going with the Cowboys. That a boy. All right, here we go, uh, Jabba. Get that coin ready. Cowboys heads, Giants tails. Tails. All right, you have the Giants. Oh, Mojo, when I threw it to you to introduce your friend, I thought for sure you were going to go to Gord. Oh, I thought you, you said to introduce Kurt. You want me to introduce Gord real quick? I, 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 think, I, think, I think Gord feels left out, and I would like to hear what it sounds like with you introducing Gord. Yes, please go ahead. Okay, well, we already introduced my guy, Kurt Angle, as the toughest guy on the planet, but now we're changing pace a little bit, and we're going to talk about the hardest, Party rocker, number one wow. shit getter on the planet, and his name is G Money Gordy Gronkowski, the Capitan of Team JB, which we're not allowed to discuss what that stands for on this show because there is a rating associated with it. He's taller than Chris. He's leaner than Chris. He's more jacked than Chris. He's smarter than Chris. He's not balding like Chris. He's got a bigger piece. 
than Chris. He gets more chicks than Chris. He probably has more kids than Chris. He's more fun than Chris. He parties harder than Chris. He's got better dance moves than Chris. He's just better than Chris. And it's unbelievable the impact that this man has on everybody they meet. They just want to be him or be around with him or borrow his peace for a half hour that night. It's just <laughs> that simple, folks. We're dealing with the number one party rocker, another true celebrity that was called upon in a moment's notice, unlike K-Funk, who needs until week 17 to bring him on the show. But here he is in the flesh, stories for weeks that'll last us till the rest of the season. Your captain, Mr. Gordy Gronkowski! <laughs> wow. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> wow. We're not done yet. You're leaving off the best part of the show. Yes, go ahead. Promote whatever the hell you want, Mojo. You deserve it. You have earned it today, my friend. Well, well, here's the thing. I want to start off by giving Gord the floor because after all those superlatives about how much better Gord is than Chris, I want Gord to... Look at Jesus. that. What is happening Jesus. right now? Wow, you ain't kidding me. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I need Jesus, Gord. <laughs> is that what he's promoting? Damn. <laughs> I told you he's got a better piece than, bigger piece than Chris. He felt like he needed to show it. <laughs> we believed you. We believed you. I mean, what it was just right happened here. right now? You didn't have to prove it, Gord. I mean. <laughs> All right, Gord, go for it, my you. man. Hey, I'm doing a promo for Chris. Vacuum insulated, keeps your drink cold for 34 hours, all right? As seen on Shark Tank, the head, the master, bro number three, the shortest in the family with the smallest muscles, created the ice shaker bottle. All I do is muscle chug. Oh. Out of the bottle, this is perfect form. You put it on your forearm, you tilt back. Oh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what a promo. <laughs> So Chris can do a promo for uh, my vitamin drink now. <laughs> oh, boy. Not if you want to sell any. You got to decrease cells if you do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. John is wagging his finger it. like Dikembe Mutombo saying, don't let Chris do that. All right. Are we done promoting? Do we need uh, to promote anything else here? Mojo, you have something? Um, yeah, I got something. And you know, when I promote something and I put my name on something, you know, it's the top of the line and I'm going to deliver you just an organic from the heart promo, you know, something just off the top of my head. I never use a script. And that being said, ladies and gentlemen, M face is here from the makers of M sculpt Neo M face is no needles, no injectables, no downtime, a workout for my face and M face treatment consists of applicators being placed on the forehead and cheeks, along with a grounding pad on your back. The therapy admits both synchronized RF and high stem energies in turn M face simultaneously affects the skin and muscles the end result is on average 37 percent less wrinkles and 23 percent more than it left naturally without needles and as much needed by gentlemen such as chris gronkowski who suck at selecting football games wow <laughs> right off the dome chris really took it on the chin right <laughs> definitely uh, right off the dome i might uh, retire after this episode <laughs> you took it on i mean you really took one on the chin today man listen bounce back with a five and oh and tell them all the f- <laughs> 
Cough, Chris. Well, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Gord, what's your drink called? Because we can't hear you. Called View, and that was an absolutely beautiful. You see what I did there? Beautiful. Yeah, yeah we see, Gord. Ten of your vitamins, tea base in an aluminum bottle. Ingredient integrity and environmental friendly. Make sure you get the healthiest drink in the world for yourself. Mwah. Put that thing away, bro. Yeah, Jesus, Gord. Every time you stand up, man. You bro. sold it to us, but where can we get it? Yeah. Uh, viewdrink.com. Thanks for asking, but it's mainly in uh, Miami and Boston. So, oh. yeah, viewdrink.com. Nice. Powder packs. Of us. All right. Make sure you get some powder packs and drink the pre-workouts before the next episode next week so we're all just fired up. All right, we will talk to uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Again, thank you for being the best part of our week every week. You guys are great. God bless football. God bless football, fellas. See you, boys. I have a major regret from this episode. Okay, tell me about it. We didn't get Tim Tebow to say God bless football. I know. Oh, my God. Oh my God! You're right. The most obvious thing in the world. Too. I know. The most <laughs> obvious thing in the world, and somehow we botched it. But there's good news. We got Kurt Angle to say it. That's true. <laughs> God bless football. God bless football, Billy. <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.